Welcome to the Monday Morning Marketing Podcast. I'm Esther. And I'm Melanie. And today we're talking to Samantha Kelly, aka Tweeting Goddess, about how to market a virtual summit. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you very much for having me, ladies. You're very uh, welcome. Absolutely. It's a delight to have you, Samantha. And it, it, it's kind of like full circle for us, isn't it? It yeah. is. It is. We met, um, Melanie and I met working with Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were working on various events uh, in person. Um, Sam has done Women's Inspire Network events, Irish Biz Party Conference events, uh, social um, summit. Summit, that's right. Social media summit. Social media summit. So many, so many that this lady is a master of running events. And now she's taking her event online. Take so, on the world. Take on the I, world. Why I not? just want to interrupt you there and tell you I'm not a master of running events. <laughs> If anything, it's my team that are the masters of running events. I just show up really and I just do the background stuff. But if I, I couldn't do any of it without my team, I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of, going to be one of our questions. You know, are right. you really super, <laughs> yeah, you totally really super woman? <laughs> no, I'm not. Trust me. <laughs> so it, do, it does take an army to get yes. all these things together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So the reason why we wanted to talk to you is you've got a virtual summit coming up very soon, haven't you, Samantha? What date is your summit? I do. It's very exciting. It's on the 21st of October. Um, Because of COVID and everything that's happening in the world, normally we do our events in person. But I just said, you know what, let's just do it online. And that way we can have global, uh, a global event that people can attend from all over the world. And it was only time, really. It was time that you did. (laughs) Yeah, it was time. It was time. And this way, you know, nobody's left out. Men and women can come along. And, you know, it's it's we have actually got uh, I've been busy in the background uh, building relationships uh, with them. We have the Singapore Chamber on board. We have uh, the Irish Chamber in Philadelphia. We have the Irish Business Organization in New York. And we also have Canada on board as well. So it's kind of nice to, you know, I, I decided to tap into my network. And that's what we all should be doing right now during this pandemic is tapping into our networks and just saying look I'd love your support I'm doing this could you help me with a retweet or sharing or something and so I just did that and I just got them all on calls and we had a chat and there we go and now it's it's huge we've over 30 speakers now as well so it's really important that we share advice with each other because a lot of countries we've had slightly different experiences but then again we've had the same experience with the lockdown and then having to learn about online, having to learn about Zoom. And you know what was funny? I never used Zoom because I used to use Whereby or I'd use Crowdcast or, you know, there's so many different platforms, but all people were talking about was Zoom, you know, so I thought it was quite funny. So I've had to start using Zoom more than I want to, but at least now people know what a Zoom is. You know, they know that it's possible to build relationships and friendships online. Yeah. And this is something that you've been advocating for years yes. of building relationships online. So yes. take, take us back to the start. The start was about 2011. Um, I started my own business, Funky Goddess. Um, I was a lone parent on social welfare and my father had just passed away. Um, so I was kind of in a place where, you know what, you only live once and life is too short kind of space, headspace. And um, 
yeah, I, 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 my, my daughter at the time, um, she got her first period, which is a really awkward milestone for girls. And I just felt sorry for her. So I went to the shop to buy her some kind of gift set that I could give her a beginner's set or whatever. And I was really surprised to see there was no such thing. I was like, Oh, that's weird. And so, <laughs> so there and then in the supermarket aisle, I decided, okay, I'll do it. So I had no money. I had no business experience. I had barely a Facebook page and I just started Funky Goddess, which was a gift box for girls. But because it was such a taboo topic, it got a lot of attention. So I just started emailing journalists about it and they were like, oh my God, this is going to cause such controversy. And so I was, I ended up on all kinds of shows and BBC and everything. And I just realized from marketing that business that I was pretty good on Twitter in particular. Um, and also I was lonely at nighttime when the girls would go to sleep and I just thought I was just chatting to people, but actually I, I was building relationships. I didn't realize so that's really how it started. Um, and then when I sold uh, Funky Goddess, I, um, I appeared on Dragon's Den and things like that. And I was on TV a lot. So my profile, you know, I got a lot more followers. And I suppose I just wanted to talk to other women who were like me as well and, and men who were in business. So I started creating little communities of, of businesses. Um, so Irish Biz Party was the first one, which was a hashtag on Twitter. And I just saw a lot of magic happening. And I realized, actually, this is really powerful when you get people together like-minded people that magic happens and it is magic because I just love the buzz of seeing people connecting and someone getting a big sale as a result of a retweet I've done or something you know and it's just really nice um so really that's where it started and now thank goodness I've established myself as a Twitter expert because there's so many social media experts and Instagram experts and Facebook experts, but there weren't many Twitter experts. So thank God I just happened to, a lot of it was luck, uh, but a lot of hard work as well. Hmm. You know. I was going to say it was definitely hard work because oh, you, definitely, you do yeah. put in some hard graft, Samantha, myself and Esther have seen you build your community and as, cause we've worked alongside you as well. And so we, we know how much work you put in. Um, but now you're an influencer and you're topping, you know, charts all over the globe, which is and quite an achievement. You know, that was so funny, really, because, um, yeah, but Melanie, you helped me as well. Don't forget, because remember, I wanted to go to that conference in Manchester and you told me you were going to a conference in Manchester. And I said, oh, I said, I'd like to go to that. And so then we we, we barely knew each other and we both hopped on a plane. I hate flying. And um you had to watch me have some kind of hissy fit because of the plane. And, and then we ended up staying in Man. But actually what I did was I reached out to the people in Manchester and said I was going over. And was there any speaking slots? And I happened to end up on the stage then on the panel. So that's so really. Jammy. Was, but I was asked. So jammy. Was, I that the same, asked. was that the same Manchester event yes. that I won the ticket to? Exactly. Wow, you know, that, that goes back five years now. <laughs> exactly. So that was my first time at a, an, an event outside of Ireland speaking on a stage. Now, I was only on a panel, but I, I made a little, enough of an impression, I suppose, during the day as well, tweeting and stuff that like, you know, it kind of got me into that whole space of, uh, and you know, I saw other speakers and went, hmm, maybe I can do that, you know, and I thought, and one particular speaker, you know, I went, mm, I can definitely do that. So I said, <laughs> right. Uh, so, you know, it was just started there really. And then Esther, we hadn't met until that day. And it was through British Biz Party chat, which I was running. Yeah. So, you know, it just all connected together, connecting the dots. And that's connecting what I do dots. a lot of. Um, yeah. But I remember, you know, meeting you and then you started working for me afterwards. So, yeah. you know, it was worth your while to make that 
well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Esther, Esther sees, sees me at my worst and my best, right? So we won't say anything about that, but Esther is the most patient person I've ever met because, you know, we, we've been through the snappiness. We've been through the, you know, the hard times and the really, really good times. And Esther has been a, a huge support in the background because you wouldn't see Esther in front of the camera much or stuff like that, like I would be. But she is in the background, you know, doing the website and all of that stuff. And, and you know, she's done both my websites and I highly recommend if anyone needs a website and she knows her stuff. And, and I need to surround myself with people like that, that know stuff that I don't know. Like right. Esther would say to me, oh yeah, code and back end and this and that. And I'd be like going, okay, Esther, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, I'll just give it to you to do. And that's it. And that's, that's important that any business owners listening think, you know, okay, you could spend hours making your own website, but why, why should you mm-hmm. focus on the stuff that you're really, really good at and focus on that and just pay someone. It's worth the investment to get it done right get it done slick so that you can focus on the stuff that you're best at. Thank you, Sam. Thanks very much for that. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't um, expecting any of that today. No, well, uh, we're just here to talk about that, you. <laughs> just a second that I'm also getting her to do my website as well. There so. you go. Yeah. You see, yep. and yep. then, you know, and Melanie has supported me too. I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, Melanie sponsored one of our conferences. So, you know, it's important that we, we, we surround ourselves with people who, can add value as well you know and and that can help us to achieve what we want to achieve but also it's about bringing them with you you know and helping them like yes drive off and referred business to you and you know it's about not forgetting that who are the people that have your back and making sure that you reward them in some way and you know it has been tough financially everybody has suffered I think the past few months and it's about loyalty you know at this stage I think a lot of people have been tested their loyalty has been tested because some people can't get paid on time and even me I was like oh my god I mean this is just I was like will I get a job you know (laughs) but then when I put up a post saying I was thinking that guess what I got inundated with business because you know what people thought I didn't need business people thought that I was okay and I didn't need any work I was like I want work I want work (laughs) and so there you go so it's it's funny the way people's perception they see Mm. you being successful they think you don't need the business it's certainly the bigger you get it's something that that does happen people see you posting regularly putting up content and they feel that you don't need it yeah Um, and you know what um and also people think you're more expensive than you are Mm. you know they think oh god I can't her profile so big I can't possibly afford her and I'm like really (laughs) maybe I'm undercharging (laughs) so anyway yeah it's fun so 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 back to virtual back to virtual summits um but anybody can um set up a virtual summit can't they literally anybody you don't have to be a well-known speaker or an international influencer do you no and that's something I would suggest people do especially in these times is why don't you set up a little so much for your audience for your customers that you already have and find out from your customers what are the issues they're having problems with at the moment so let's say their biggest issue is getting sales or online sales then get an expert to go on the summit and speak to your customers and help them with that issue Uh, and that's really people can set up anyone can set up a summit but there's different platforms and stuff Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, so it depends. You have a large audience. Mm -hmm. So, is it from your audience that you choose your speakers, or do people come to you and you know you have a an audition that they have to go through? 
How do you choose your speakers? This is interesting. Um, I probably do it different to everybody else in the world. I watch people on Twitter and I watch how they behave and I watch who's bitching about who and I watch about who's adding value and who knows their stuff. And sometimes what I do is I suggest what they like to do a webinar for my Women's Inspire Network first. And then if I find that that's really cool, next thing they're on my radar as a speaker for my conferences. I usually try and choose Women's Inspire members as much as possible. Um, I like to give the underdog a chance. So if there's someone, like I know that um, when I was speaking to the chambers about coming on board and stuff, or at, like I, I often said, look, do you know anyone that needs a boost? You know, because I do like to give someone a chance that hasn't had a chance on stage before. And I did that with Helena and with Miriam. And, you know, over the years, I try and give one member a chance at the stage that would never, ever dream of being on stage. You know, I'm still trying to get Jackie from Soulscribe to get on. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's like people like that, you know, that wouldn't normally it would be like, no way am I getting on that stage. But if you give them the chance, sometimes they can actually be the most popular speaker of the day. Mm. Um, so yes, uh, I choose my speakers just from relationships I've built. Um, there are some speakers that I know are really, really cool that I might admire from afar and I would try and get them like Nellie Olson, Little House in the Prairie. I used to love Little House in the Prairie. And now Alison, who played Nellie Olson, is actually speaking at our conference on the 21st of October. And that started on Twitter, that relationship. Yeah. You have no idea who follows you on Twitter, do you? You just don't really understand the audience. They may not even be actually following you, but they're watching you. Yeah. Well, I was watching her and I saw that she was having to cancel loads of things because of COVID. So I reached out to her and I said, you know, I'd love, you know, um, before that even, you know, I said, I'd love you to have, you You know, she was talking about Irish connections. I said, why don't you come to Ireland? You can speak at my conference. And, da, da, da. and then COVID hit and then I could see she was struggling. And I said, look, you know, why don't you still do the conference? I'm going to do it online. So do you want to still do it? And she was like, yeah. And then I helped her. I showed her how to use StreamYard and stuff. So I did a one hour session with Alison, which was really funny. So, you know, we're kind of very on very good terms. So it's like, she's just a human like the rest of us. Um, but I find her very interesting and she's very funny and she's very kind. So yeah, she's going to be speaking at our conference now about how she had to adapt. Even someone, a Hollywood star, having to adapt to online, you know? Now, the topic of this year's, because you've done a few now um, summits, mm. haven't you? So, and you pick different topics each year. Um, yeah. Tell us what the topic um, is this year, please, Sam. It was supposed to be leadership, um, creating new leaders by walking the walk. But when co because of COVID and the pandemic and the difficulties business owners are having at the moment, I like to add value according to what's relevant at the mm. moment. And so I said, you know what, we'll call it leadership, but then we'll have a little tagline underneath saying how to get your business thriving online post-COVID. Um, because it's important to tap into the mood of the nation and of the world right mm. now. And this is what people need help with. So people are not going to buy tickets necessarily just for leadership, but they will buy tickets for anything yeah. that's going to help them get through moving their business online. Yeah. And, and there's and loads of different speakers. There's loads yeah. of different topics that are being spoken about from wellness to sales to websites to, you know, yes, I'm speaking at the conference. Yep. Yes. <laughs> and Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. So we have all uh, a lot of social media covered as well, which I think is very important. We also have um, Dan Gingas, who, who writes for Forbes and he's a customer service. I mean, I think we need to remember about our customers we already have. Mm. And I think a lot of people are so busy trying to get new sales, they're forgetting about the customers they already have, who possibly could 
you could upsell to or possibly could end up referring business to you. So I made sure I know when COVID hit, the first thing I thought was, oh my God, all my members are going to cancel. I did. I thought that's it. No one's going to have money. So I said, ha, hang on. What if I add more value? Then they won't cancel. Hmm. And it worked because I added two extra webinars a week. You know, we, we did a lot of stuff. I got some of my high profile people that I knew. I interviewed them like Mary Kennedy and, um, uh, Alison and so on. And, you know, that really, I knew that that's the way I had to go. And I mm. also did a lot of free webinars and that was very, I'm exhausted, right? <laughs> but I had to make sure I knew that it was important to keep, to stay top of mind and make sure that I showed that I was the expert in online because I knew people were going to start moving online. Yeah. And you are the tweeting goddess. So are you only marketing this event on Twitter or... Where all, where all can people find out information about the event? How are it's, you marketing it? Is, is, is there a strategy that you have in place? Well, normally uh, Twitter is really where we get most of our sales. So mm. I just do, I've started doing videos myself. I don't know if you saw, I even did one this morning when I came back from the school run because the people that will come to my conference will have, be having the same life as I am. Mm. <laughs> um, so um, I'm doing mostly Twitter. We have Facebook event, Facebook ads, uh, but to be honest, uh, LinkedIn as well. And that's just from sharing, you know, updates and stuff and um, email marketing. But it's always Twitter. I just stick them at what works for me and what work. like it might not work for someone else, but because I have 55,000 followers and I have people watching and I have a lot of um, leads there that I know I can go to that probably just haven't had time to buy their tickets yet. I just build relationships and I just suggest, well, why don't you come along? And then next mm-hmm. thing they buy a ticket. When I put a video up of me, tickets come, sales come in. The biggest tip I can give today to anyone listening to this is do a tweet at half eight on a Saturday morning or half eight on a Sunday morning if you want to sell tickets to something. That early? Blimey. <laughs> Probably you could do it earlier too. Um, but yeah, that's what I often do that. And I would always have a tweet going out at that time because I think people are relaxing after their busy week. They might have forgotten about the conference. They meant to buy a ticket during the week, but they're sitting there with the kids. Some, one is having a lie on either the mom or the dad and the kids, they're watching Barney and they're on their phones catching up and seeing what's happening. Barney's got a mention. Wow. <laughs> See, everybody Torture. can get a mention on this. <laughs> Torture. Barney. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, so that's my, and my, my, and you know, my members obviously as well, mm. you know? Um, so if I think things are slow, which they're not, thank God they're, they're, they're great now, but like if I do things, things are slow, it's start time to look at different things. And I do find that uh, when the speakers, we've asked all the speakers to do video, when we have a PR, um, we have a PR, campaign going out as well so we Tara Galise is great she got Alison on the six o'clock show last night things like that um yeah so if it's not broke don't fix it absolutely and that's Tara Galise of Galise Communications if anybody's interested she is brilliant yes (laughs) just uh last question Sam pros and cons of going virtual versus in-person conference well you're not going to get that in-person human connection are you but like nobody can really do that anyway you can't even hug people and our thing was always like Brian Fanzo would say you know it's it's hugs not handshakes when we finally meet at our event every year and the pros the con the pros are anyone can drop in you can just go to the talks you want to go to you don't have to sit there all day besides someone you don't particularly like or who's smelly or something (laughs) you know you know you can actually um 
you can just <laughs> pop in you can be in your pajamas if you want to you know and that's what's lovely about it and then if you and also our virtual summit you can watch the replays the replays come into your in- inbox straight after the talk so you're not waiting around for days for the replays i really love it's very slick and john mcgarry um he did social selling summit and i saw how that worked and i was very impressed and i decided to use the same platform Brilliant. And you're yeah. not limited to numbers either. You're not limited. Oh, that's to... a lovely, yeah, that's a lovely plus. But but the, the, the con is, you know, I had to make it very affordable, 25 euros, because, you know, but because hopefully we'll get more people, it'll balance out. You know, normally yeah. the tickets would be 89, 90 euros, but they're 25 euros, which is nothing. That's Even one of those talks is worth more than 25 euros. I agree. Absolutely. It's you know? all about the value. Yeah. And so where, where can we find more about you, Samantha? If people want to learn what, more about what you do and how you do it and how to reach you, where would be best? Uh, tweetinggoddess.com. Uh, I'm always on Twitter at tweetinggoddess. <laughs> I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook and everything, but really Twitter and LinkedIn is where I would hang out. So tweetinggoddess.com. And what I do now is I actually train people if they want to raise their profile and how to successfully raise their profile online in particular um, so that's really what I thrive at and that's what I love but the Women's Inspire Network it's womensinspirenetwork.com if you go to the events section you'll see the event there but we're, we're tweeting about it all the time and the Instagram account is brilliant as well so uh, yeah uh, definitely if you want to come to the conference I'd love to see as many people as possible from different countries it'd be lovely you know I think and we're going to have lunchtime networking uh, so we can network online and you can meet hopefully some of the speakers at the after party as well so yeah just it's we're gonna it's gonna be very relaxed very relaxed all we want is that people will learn and share ideas and the hashtag will be hashtag win 20 global and we'll probably be trending number one that day we always are every year we always yeah (laughs) well thank you very much for joining us today sam and uh, all the best for the conference thank you so much yeah and it's been incredibly insightful and i'm sure our, our listeners will find this extremely beneficial thanks that's us for this week guys talk to you again next week bye bye